Hey everyone, welcome to Ask Me Anything with Pastor J.D. Greer. J.D., this is an interesting question, I think. Pretty interesting, like interesting in a different way than some of our questions are interesting. We hear a lot about the devil, maybe not all the time, but we've definitely heard about him. Is the devil real? Is the devil a metaphor? Is the devil working? What does that look like? How is the devil at work right now? Yeah, so yeah, modern people a lot of times will think like, well, the devil, that, that that's just a, that's like a metaphor for the powers of evil at work in the world. And surely now, now in the 21st century, you know, that we, we have moved beyond that because they get this idea of, a, you know, red guy with a pitchfork and, you know, horns and that sort of thing. Um, I, I guess what I'll just say is absolutely. If the Bible is true, if we can take anything in the Bible seriously, then Satan is real, a real being. And so are demons. I mean, you just look at how often Jesus talked about it, how often he interacted. Um, for him to willfully deceive us and say, this is just a metaphor, but I'm going to talk about it like it's a person. If that were true, I'm not sure of really anything that we could um, we could believe. Uh, the mistake that Christians make and people make in general when it comes to the devil, and let me quote C.S. Lewis here. This is a kind of a famous statement. Is C.S. Lewis said, the classic mistake is that some people don't take him seriously at all, and some people obsess with him. Um, there are people, and you and I probably both know some who, I mean, everything that goes wrong, well, the devil. The devil made me do this. The devil caused my car to break down. I remember um, in college, there was a one of my um, friends, his car got broken into, and his mother, who was an awesome woman, but she was definitely in this category, um, she said, well, where did they break in your car? And it was like his back window. And he said, she said, I knew it. I anointed with oil every place on that car, except for that back window. Remember I forgot it and I was worried about forgetting it. And the devil guided the person to that window. And you know, you're like, I don't really know if that's maybe your car broke down because you didn't change the oil. Maybe you forgot to lock it. You know, it's just, so I, you know, there are people that are obsessed with it, but on the other side, just as damaging are those that um, don't recognize that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's what Paul said. It's not just evil. It's principalities and powers and, and, and those who are at work in us um, or through us around us. Uh, you know, one of the things people don't know is that the word demon possessed is not in the Bible. The word demonized is, and that's helped me kind of enlarge my categories for, I don't believe that Satan can come in and possess somebody who is a believer, but I believe that demons can afflict a person who is a believer, um, especially when they're not walking in obedience and they're not saturated in the gospel and in the word. Um, so yeah, there are those of us that can be influenced and deceived, um, by demonic forces and we we need to have our um what peter says be alert and sober because we have a roaring lion walking around seeking whom he, whom he may devour i tell the men at our church um, men and women but especially men if you knew that there was some kind of predator on the loose in your neighborhood and you just let your kids go out and play and, and didn't even think about it then you would be a delinquent father well for you to send out you know your children and your family into the world without the knowledge of this predator and being armed to overcome that predator, then that is a spiritually delinquent father. So, you know, the question you ask is what, what can we expect him to be doing? And certainly you could form an answer from the entire Bible on that. And we could, you know, take 10 podcasts on that. Let me actually answer this from an, a more unusual place. Okay. Um, Daniel eight twenty five um, is Daniel's discussion about the antichrist who would be fueled by Satan. Uh, one of the important things in interpreting that passage is realizing that while the Antichrist does talk about an individual in the future, First um, John says that there are many little Antichrists come who are in, in, inspired by the same spirit. And so what Daniel says that the ultimate Antichrist will be defined by, we can expect the 
the, the, the little antichrists that are at work all around us, we can expect the enemy to be working in the same ways. And there are three main things that Daniel says he does um, right there in these verses. He says the first one is that he devours flesh, that he is at work in every generation just trying to destroy. I mean, that's what Jesus said, right? The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. When you look at, at, at some of the just the torture and the destruction throughout history, I don't know how you couldn't see um, powers beyond human evil at, you know, at work. How do you look at something like the Holocaust and just charge that up to human evil? You know, Hitler flunked out of art school and, and developed some nationalistic tendencies. And the next thing, he's marching six million Jews toward the gas chambers. I mean, I would say if you think that's just human evil, then you might be the naive one. Uh, for not, you know, recognizing that they're, I kind of think of it, it's almost like nitrous. It's like poured into the gas tank of human evil and it makes it, it supercharges it. And I think that's what you're seeing with someone like Hitler or Stalin, you know, killing 10, 20 million of his own people, uh, you know, um, Stalin or, or Mao Zedong. Um, you know, one people don't always know about it. Um, like the, the, in 1915, the Turks killing what was it? Six six hundred thousand people in the space of two or three days. Armenians, um, in just this massive genocide. The twentieth century, with all of its advancement, with all of its political sophistication, has been the bloodiest century in history. Um, and you know, even now, in the whether it's the sex slave trade or the abortion industry, it still baffles me, Matt, how people that are say they trust science and they're dedicated to science and they're morally sophisticated, can argue so strongly in favor of abortion when the logic and the science are clear that these are human beings. That is satanic deception. That is, he is after devouring flesh, and he does it in different ways, in different forms, but it's what he's doing in every generation. It's what he's doing through sinful temptation now. You know, when I see how alcoholism has destroyed some friends of mine and see how uh, you know, just pornography destroys that, that, that is, he is devouring flesh. His aim is to kill, to steal and to destroy. The second thing Daniel says is he causes deceit to prosper. Um, I won't spend long on this one because this is, uh, hopefully most people recognize this, but the first words that Satan says in the Bible are, you know, has God said, um, uh, or that's in the first conversation that he has, has God really said this? He just says that same lie in different forms today. Has God really said this when he approaches Jesus in the wilderness to tempt him? What, what's he say? He says, you know, did God really say this? And he twists scripture. Um, you can expect um, he is at work in your life trying to get you to doubt the teachings of scripture. That's why when somebody in our, 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 our congregation says to me like, well, you know, I'm trying to be a free thinker and I'm trying to explore my own sexuality. I want to say, no, you're dabbling with hell is what you're doing. When you say, I don't think God's ways in this area of my life are the best ways, I'm better with my own way, it may feel to you like harmless experimentation, but it is, it is you are, are opening the gate to satanic um, influence that will come in, deceive you, and then devour your flesh. The third thing Daniel says is he said he's there to exalt self. He talks about the Antichrist lifting up himself and then also the rest of humanity. And um, I, I don't mean to sound like the... Uh, 48-year-old dad of, of, of teenagers, but give me a little grace here. Um, he, I have social media. We use social media, but I think, I think Satan loves social media because it is designed to magnify our self-obsession, and that is his calling card. So whether it's Instagram reels or Facebook post likes or how many followers you got on Twitter, um, we, have, we, we have entire industries now that are, are aimed at 
let me let me put more of me out there. And I think he, he, he we can expect that he fuels that. Now, please hear me. I'm not saying that you need to cast a demon out of your phone. I'm not saying that, you know, all the executives of Facebook and Twitter, that they're satanic. I'm not saying your professor who doubts publicly doubts God's word that they have demons that need to be cast out. I'm just saying that these are patterns that Satan pursues in every generation. Um, I realize in saying all this that people, I mean, it almost is depressing and dark and like, you're like, what, what do we do with this? The good news is Jesus left us a pattern to follow. Um, one, we're sealed in the gospel. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And um, Satan cannot touch the blood of Jesus and anything the blood of Jesus covers is safe from um from from him and his attacks the other one is 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 god's word itself um when jesus was tempted we know that he just quoted scripture back to um satan and if it worked for jesus he did that as, as he did that as a pattern so it would work um work for us um it's one of the reasons i read the bible study the bible listen to podcasts like this one and memorize it because i want to be able to speak god's word with clarity because at that word satan Fleas. Martin Luther, um, you know, he wrote the great hymn about uh, one little word will fail, will, will, will destroy Satan. And that is a word of faith in the gospel as found in the Bible. Luther had this really, he was a very colorful individual. This is a great little metaphor, but he would, um, he would often, when he felt like Satan was infl- afflicting his soul and causing him to doubt and question who he was in Christ, um, he would, uh, he would take his Bible um, his German Bible to the darkest part of the room because he figured that's where Satan lived. Then he'd open his Bible on the floor um, to where the darkest part of the room was because he knew that that would just make Satan mad and he would leave. Um, so I don't know if that's necessarily exactly the way you should do it, but I think they're like uh, there's something that that is instructive for me in that. Like, man, I really can just I can I can rest behind the Word of God. That's what we can expect him to do. And you know, I just thought of one more. I always like little bonuses on these. What did Satan say to Jesus in the temptation? He makes him question his identity. Are you really the Son of God? Um, I think you'll find him doing that, making you question who you are in Christ, um, how precious you are to God, the fact that you're His child, the fact that that He has removed all condemnation from you, that goodness and mercy will follow you the rest of the days of your life, that He knows how many hairs are on your head, that you are precious to Him. He'll make you question that because that's the gateway for all these other deceptions. So, I think we, we, we Scripture makes us wise to it. And I think it does it so that we can know um, that, yes, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we have a power within us through Jesus that is greater than the temptations of the enemy. Thank you so much for joining us today for Ask Me Anything. If you like our podcast, we would really, really, really love it if you would briefly rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, all kinds of places so that others can enjoy it as well. It is really one of the most helpful things you can do. If you enjoy this, chances are someone else is gonna enjoy it. So go ahead and give us a rating and a review. And also make sure you're subscribed so you get all our new episodes directly on your device. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time on Ask Me Anything.